it's fair to say that each of our voices is actually a wonder to behold, with our voices being completely and utterly unique, even more so than our fingerprints. According to a report from Barclays, the most recognisable regional slang term is governor. It's used by Cockneys as an affectionate term for a friend and understood by 47% of the country. Jammy, however, is the most used slang term. It means lucky and used by 17% of us, despite the fact it's of Northern Irish descent. The research also reveals the nation's habits when it comes to adapting our voices to suit different situations, whether that's enunciating words more when talking to a child, it could be dealing with a professional service so they understand us better, or poshing up when answering the phone, or trying to appear more intelligent in a job interview. Well, apparently us Brits are well-versed at adapting our voices to suit the situation. In fact, voice recognition technology can recognise your specific tone, no matter which tone or accent you use. Each person's voice is made up of over 100 characteristics, and that's based on the physical configurations of the speaker's mouth and their throat. Barclays has just launched a new system which is one of the most foolproof and secure ways to identify an individual's voice, making telephone banking even quicker and more secure. Now, joining us to discuss this research and give us an insight into how special our voices are is Professor of Linguistics, Professor David Crystal, OBE, the man in the know when it comes to all things language. Would it be fair to say that in the UK we have a huge range of accents and, and dialects? Yes, absolutely. If you do an overall survey, you find that there's some really noticeable accent or dialect shift every you know, 25 miles or so on average as you go around the country. And indeed, in some cities, for instance, you can tell even different suburbs from each other, depending upon you know the background of the people who live there. Quite extraordinary, really. It's all to do with the history of the English language, the way it's developed over the last 1,500 years, and all the diversity of populations, the influences that have happened. And these accents and dialects, of course, are still growing as multicultural Britain evolves. And with the accents comes the language as well. We highlighted some of the kind of colloquial or slang terms, governor and jammy, still yeah. in today's language. Yes, you have to make a distinction between accent and dialect here. I mean, accent is a matter of pronunciation. Dialect is the vocabulary and the grammar. So if I say to you, you know, I were sat here, then that's a, a grammatical difference from the standard English, I was sitting here. And if I say something like that's very jammy, meaning that's very, you know, clever or lucky or something like that, then that's a localism that is used in certain parts of the country and not others. So that's dialect. Accent, on the other hand, is pronunciation. And this is a much more important feature than dialect because these words like jammy, they're only going to turn up once every now and again. But with accent, every word you say has to have your accent, has to have your tone of voice, has to have you as an individual. And so it turns out that when you're doing things like voice recognition with technology and things of that sort, accent is a much more important feature than dialect. And with that, when we're having conversations and so on, we are very good at, at changing it depending on the situation that we're in. 
Everybody does this. It's one of the big things that people have to realize that we don't all have a single accent. We have a whole range of accents and we switch, we change. It's very instinctive. If we're talking to people we know, we'll use one accent, one way of talking, if you like, because it's not just a regional thing. Speaking to somebody we don't know, like on the phone or going for a job interview, we'll instinctively switch into a different kind of accent, depending upon the person we're talking to. If we get on well with them, we'll pick up some of the features of their accent and it will influence ours. If we're speaking to somebody and we don't get on well with them, then our voices will separate a little bit. So we have this huge range of possibilities in our voices that we exploit every moment of our speaking day. Do you think we're very conscious of the way we speak and the way that we sound to others. You know, I, I could be talking to someone in the pub a certain way, but I know when it comes to being, say, in a, in a boardroom situation, that has to change because the way I speak really reflects on me quite a bit. Yeah, I think a lot of people are conscious of it and are very controlled in the way in which they alter their voice. I mean, with some professions, like radio presenting or tannoy broadcasting over a railway station and things like this, you have to be very conscious, very aware of the way in which you speak because you know what the demands are on your situation. But I think most of the time when people are just moving about their daily lives, they're not conscious of the variations. It just comes instinctively as a result of your experience as a, as a human being. What's important, of course, is to become conscious of it when you sense that the way in which you speak is not doing the job that you hoped it would do. So that if, for instance, you take your regional accent into a job interview or a regional dialect into your job interview and you suddenly find yourself using words and your interviewing panel is looking puzzled, <laughs> then that's the point. <laughs> it's sort of moving in a different direction. You touched on a point uh, earlier on technology because more and more now, our voices are being used. You know, I'm sure many of our listeners will be aware of the amount of things we have to remember passwords and usernames oh. for, and it becomes so confusing. Well, this is the whole point behind the research that Barclays has been doing over the last few years, which is the reason I'm talking to you today, really, because they've launched now this voice security system that I was so excited when I heard about it because I hadn't realized that the technology had got to that extent. We've all probably had the experience years ago of trying to get your voice recognized on the other end of a telephone, and it was hopeless. It just didn't work at all. But things have come on in the last 10 years. The computers are more powerful, the uh, acoustic analysis is more sophisticated, and the linguistics is much more sophisticated as well. So we now understand the nature of the voice in a way we didn't used to. And what's interesting is that the voice is so individual, so unique. It's like our fingerprints, except more so because fingerprints are pretty limited, really, but the voice has, has a huge number of variables, over a hundred, well over a hundred ways in which we can vary our voice to show who we are. And that's the critical thing, because you don't want a voice recognition system where you might be confused with anybody else. No two people have that kind of identity, so the systems these days are much more secure. I mean, I've, I've used systems where you, you talk on the phone to perhaps move into different menus. And I am, as you say, always conscious that I'm not confident they are going to recognise me correctly. So I'll slow down what I'll say. Yeah. I will enunciate a great deal more <laughs> just, just in the hope that it will know what I'm talking about. Yes, I've done exactly the same thing. And for a long time, you did have to speak 
carefully and so on in order to get it to understand you. But, you know, things have moved on and it's not so much a matter of understanding, you see, it's a matter of recognition. I mean, Barclays doesn't care if the system doesn't understand the words you're saying. The important thing is that it recognises your voice, you see, and the voice exists whatever the words you're saying. And this is the important thing. So the fact that no two people have identical voices is the key to any successful voice recognition technology. That's probably the bit which I found most impressive was how unique our voices were and no matter the the way we spoke on, for example, the Barclays system, it would recognise who I was because of all these indicators that I never knew were there. I know, people don't realise, but when you actually think of the vocal organs that we've got, uh, and no two faces are the same, are they? And no two, if you could look inside, no two vocal tracts are the same. So there are subtle differences in the way our lips work, the way our tongue moves, the way our uvula at the back of the throat moves up and down to allow nasality to come into our voice, that sort of thing, the way our vocal cords work. And then think of all the speed differences. Some people speak faster, some slower, some people louder and softer, some people higher and lower, you know, soprano, alto, tenor, bass, all of this sort of thing. When you add up all these variables, as I say, you get well over 100. And so even impressionists, you know, the Rory Bremners of Mm. this world, (laughs) when they're doing something really successful, you think he's doing Sean Connery very well. In actual fact, when you analyse it acoustically, you can see it's Rory Bremner and not Sean Connery. I'm certainly feeling a little bit more confident and hopefully we'll see more uh, voice recognition systems on the way. In the meantime, thank you for speaking with us and enunciating with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Well, thanks for your interest.